Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply this podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Camelton. I look like a real proper horrible, you know, little Englander if I, I if I, I dress don't... right. 
I'm not sure you do. I mean, that might I be do. in your head. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, who are you trying to intimidate? Uh, quick fit. <laughs> what have they done something wrong with your car? <laughs> yeah, I found out that uh, one of the brake pads isn't on properly. Uh, hey. And uh, Mercedes have had to fix it for me, which they're very nicely not charging me for, but got to take the wheel off, re put it on, all the rest of it. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to uh, find is... Terry. It's always Terry. This I'm is like, smash this is the like the like the time where um I, I knocked a woman off her bicycle. Not my fault, her fault. Mm-hmm. Uh swerved so I didn't um run over her legs and then um hit the curb. Uh they replaced the wheel and now the PSI you know what's PSI? It's something to do with air tire pressure. Yeah, you can't read it in the uh HUD <laughs> <laughs> on my car. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is episode two, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. The birthday, the 10th birthday of the Fighting Cop podcast is coming up soon, isn't it, Ricky? 20... Yeah, it is, mate. If we, agree, we weren't quite sure. If we decided when it, when it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's the 28th, right? It's the first episode that we published was on the 28th. Correct. I, I listened back to it the other day, a bit of it. And, where did uh... you find it? Oh, actually, don't tell people where you can find the audio. <laughs> Tell me yeah, offline. The stuff on no, it's online still somewhere. Um, it's um, yeah, the stuff in the early, early days of the fighting got pog- Actually, the early three or four years was a little bit unsavoury when it would be probably be cancelled now. Probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, one person who was cancelled yesterday was uh, Gattuso. Um, so I just want to get your first reactions. To- Actually, just I want to know where you're at, Alex. Where are you at with this? debacle that we find ourselves in it's been um, so long since Jose Mourinho was sacked and I get the grace period we've seen an interim manager before um, Sherwood did what he did and we got Pochettino and everything was right in the world again and you can understand why we didn't hire a manager when Mason was in charge because let's give ourselves a bit of time let's make the correct decision let's take a step back um, but yeah that hasn't happened that immediate um, appointment hasn't manifested has it so where, where are you at Al? i gotta be honest I, I find it difficult to care right now because it's just um, it's kind of got to that point in it it's just i mean it is just ridiculous the the part of me was a bit like well you know if we're going to go down the director of football route i understand them getting them in get him in getting him in first you know once you know because you have proper conversations once someone is actually employed and you know it's so I was a bit like, well, you know, he's not actually fine. technically I, employed yet, by the way. He's he's not he's not starting his job. July first, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was kind of like, well, maybe that's why. And then the whole Fonseca thing, I was a bit like, well, that's, Jesus, that's underwhelming, and and it was hard to to be excited about that. But then I seems think we all, right. all kind of seems all right right now, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we'd all kind of gone. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it looks, <laughs> you, looks you never right. know. Yeah. Um, And then in typical Spurs fashion, they've, you know, so from what, I mean, who knows? You take it with a pinch of salt. But from what was said yesterday, it sounds like Gattuso was um, Paratiki's kind of first choice or first available choice or realistic choice. Then obviously the whole thing with Fiorentina happened and they've gone, right, well, now we can get him now. So uh, don't worry, um, Fonseca. We'll we'll see you later. Um, Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, we're going to go and get uh, Gattuso, and then 
you know, it's all kicked off. And I genuinely do believe, do believe that if it hadn't kicked off yesterday, I think it might, whether it would have ended up with an appointment, but it definitely would have got further down the line. Um, so all right, that well, is scary. Let's bring it up then. Um, bring it up. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the extra inch doing a good thing. Um, <laughs> no, so yesterday, uh, Extra Inch launched a campaign, uh, which was hashtag no to Gattuso, uh, nine, I think at 9pm. And, yeah. um, uh, and uh, you know, what an, like an amazing thing to have done to create a groundswell of opinion on a social media platform like Twitter and actually generate conversation. I've got, I've got to say, hands down, you know, this was, um, you know, a really, really sort of impressive thing. They they managed to get it trending. It's been picked up by um, news outlets around the world, and you know that that's what you want. That, like, if you have a if you have a platform, <clears throat> and you're there, there's something that the general Spurs fan doesn't want to use that platform to make sure that that doesn't happen. Is a really impressive thing. And I, I looked at it and I was like, this is, you know you know it's really really impressive and um kind of for what for what it's worth quite quite proud of Wendy and Bardi and Nathan for for doing something that um most people wouldn't do you know doing something is always been like you no know, back in the day where Lucas Mora was signing for Spurs and everyone was going mental because he's oh he's fucking racist no no not racist sorry he hates gay people and you know he's he supports Boris Dero, I think that's his name who's like, you know, Donald Trump of Brazil. And no one did anything. No one, like, it's all like hot air unless you actually do something. And and, and yesterday, Extra Inch did, did something and, and, and I was impressed by it. Yeah, I do mean, you... I'm I'm not going to pretend that the first, my first reaction, so when it first came out, uh, I was like, oh my God. I, I kind of was like, right, well, they've obviously dropped Fonseca. It sounded like for financial reasons is what they were saying, first of all. And then it said about Gattuso at the bottom. And I was like, well, that's bollocks. That is bollocks, the Catuso bit. <laughs> that is just filling the rest of the tweet, right? And then obviously when it was it started to gain some traction, I was a bit like I got I'll be hundred percent honest, my first thought was nothing to do with any of that. It was more about this guy's a fucking nutter and he's shite. What's going on? <laughs> then obviously well, you see those bits and pieces and I was like, Oh god. I was more like and this is just me being hundred percent honest, I was more like, Oh, for God's sake, that is that's not something we really want to deal with. But that's where it kind of stopped for me. But I it think, didn't for Wendy and Nath and 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 and, and Barty and they and they like you say you got off our ass and did something about it. I think I think what works really well about the campaign um, is the fact that it tapped into a wider um, dissatisfaction about the idea that Gattuso could be our manager. And I've got to be honest, it was nothing to do with. I mean, for some people it was for 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 guys at the extra inch. It was definitely to do with his. Um, comments that he's made in the past many years ago but they're still you know he's an adult when he made them and he should be responsible for whatever comment that comes out of his mouth and they were <laughs> I mean even back in the day saying that women have no place in football in 2013 when he said it is it, it, it's fucking stupid and it may come from a place of religion or, or not not no what's it same-sex marriages with the religion he's come out of loads of stuff doesn't matter <laughs> but um you know, I just I think what worked about that this um, Nota Gattuso campaign was it tapped into the fact that Spurs fans didn't want him on a footballing level because if it was Pep Guardiola had said those things, I think a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, let's 
that's fine. You know, if if you're signing Ronaldo, if Spurs have the op- option of signing Ronaldo, there isn't a Spurs fan under the sun. 99% of Spurs fans, 99.9% of Spurs fans would happily see Ronaldo play at Tottenham, but he's been involved in a rape case. So it, it, it's uh, there is a there is there's a there's a a, um, a measuring stick between what Gattuso has said, which makes him a, uh, not a candidate that we can have at the club, and his quality, and it doesn't balance at all. So you know, there's lots of footballers that have said and managers that have said bad things in the past. It's just that he no, no one was enamoured by him, even if he hadn't said that stuff. You know, we wouldn't want him anyway. Yeah, there's definitely a crossover, a crossover point. Of course, I mean, there's no, there's no denying Rick, that. I think. Rick, what do you, what do you think of the situation? Oh, mate, where do you where do you, where do you start, really? Well, well let's start with Gattuso. So, <laughs> so uh, the the part about um, Gattuso is, so I hadn't, uh, I couldn't quite remember that he'd said uh, these things, and. All I saw first of all was that uh, Fonseca had uh, they'd called the talks due to um, payment or something like that because uh, something to do with tax or some shit like that. Um, so I was like, oh, fucking great. Like, you know, we've had a few managers now that are literally signing on the dotted line and something has happened. Something, you know, how how close have they been that We've had Conte and Fonseca literally, you know, uh, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, and something majorly has happened where they haven't actually signed completely. So that is a bit of a worry. Um, but then the first thing I saw was um, someone had forwarded in to the WhatsApp group about Gattuso's uh, managerial credentials. And it was like being at one club three months, walked out on another club, uh, resigned twice at another club, was there was at another club for a year. And it just read like a horrendous CV. And I was thinking, what the... F- like, why just on a, earth would we a, be linked with a manager like this? First of all, that was my f- a, a, just, initial thought. And just like, a caveat that, went- just, just before you move on, Rick, just a caveat that is, is that... Bielsa was exactly the same. Like he's done that. He's been at clubs for three or four days. Like uh, Gattuso was at Fiorentina for was it forty days or twenty two days before he's resigned. Um, so and 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 I get that these things get shared to make it look like this is the worst possible scenario, but it doesn't always mean the fact that it is because there isn't a Leeds fan on earth that wouldn't you know, wouldn't want Bielsa to stay at the club for the next five or six years. But sorry, what was your next point? But yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I don't think Gattuso has done bits anywhere, really. I think Bielsa has. Um, he's done bits and pieces anyway, even though he, uh, they're both equally, you know, uh, hot-tempered and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but then going back to, so so seeing that and not knowing that he has kind of, uh, not known or spoken about, you know, a football philosophy or how he likes to play or, or anything positive like that. Um, and then I saw um, the extra inch tweets and everything around that and what he'd said on same-sex marriages, what he'd said about women in football. Um, there was another one about uh, racism, which was about, um, I think it was uh, white players being booed is 
the same as black players being booed and um, not to take it personally. It was something along those lines. It, it just read, it just read very dismissive anyway. Um, so you you have those three scenarios that have come up, um, and his uh, managerial history, and you just think like, what the fuck is someone like that linked with our club for? Like, I mean, I, I mean, again, like. I don't know. It's really hard. Like, obviously, it's it's hard to know what is what's actually happening. What's happening in the media? What gets leaked? What you know? If, if you were to like pass a soundbite to Fabrizio Romano and he tweets it, here we go, or agree uh, agreement close or something like that, you've literally got people by the danglies there straight away. And then everyone's already in their camps. Like, yeah, he's great. No, he's not. And uh, and we have no idea whether or not they were even close, but we're all ready to go to war with each other <laughs> straight off the bat. It's fucking mad. It, like well, just, how things have changed. As you mentioned, Fabrizio Romano. Sorry, before you go on, Rick, and I'll bring you back yeah. to that, mate. But um, he tweeted four hours ago. He said, after opening meeting and after an opening meeting with um, Jorge Mendes, Tottenham told Gattuso they're not interested in appointing him. Obviously, Mendes is his agent. It's never been a done deal. It was just an interview with the current front runner, as many others made by Spurs this summer. Fans' reactions key to the decision, he says. So, um, you know, it, it was never. It was a non-starter by the looks of it. Mm. I, I mean, mean sorry, go on, go on now. I, I, I mean, I don't. Like I said, I don't know what to. You never know what to believe, but it does the way that because it wasn't just him. The way that it was then kind of uh, tried to be framed afterwards was as if you know he'd probably been told some information or, or some information had got out saying, "Look, yeah, we think it's this is the one." You know, sooner rather than later, it's going to get done. And then after the um, after the the backlash, that there was probably it, it just feels like to me quite sensible that someone would then have said to these people, "Look, you know." make it look like it wasn't particularly like you know nailed on we're not going to say that it was never in in there but you know you, we weren't really going to hire him we were just having a chat do you, do you, you know, genuinely it's, think it's that a small the, bit of you, firefighting that they can do by someone doing them a favor that wants that, to stay in favor with them if that is the case that's worrying that's almost more worrying because if you like if you genuinely think because twitter isn't representative of how of a um uh, of a the, the someone who runs a football club like Daniel Levy, he's not looking at a microcosm of our fan base, which is Tottenham Twitter, and going, "Oh, you know, we wanted Gattuso, but everyone's gone mad on Twitter, so we're not going to get him." That that did that that didn't happen. He didn't get to the the stage that he's got, and and part owning this football club, with being worried by a, a subsection of. Tottenham's fan base getting angry. That that can't that if that is the case, then I'm really I'd be I'm more worried than I was. You're probably right, right? But would you the anything that 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 floats around my mind about it is the fact of there have been over the last eighteen months so many PR just nightmares for them, you know. And Twitter is one of those places for PR nightmares that's like bacteria; it multiplies so quickly. Um, 
and it is what you know people do make news stories off the back of what's coming out of out of twitter and stuff like that you know regardless of whether they should or not you know that's that's and, and how small a part of the fan base it is i just think perhaps because it is because they are so might be a bit more hypersensitive to to pr shit right now that it that it might have had more an effect not the whole reason well, no, but no, definitely I, I, a... sorry i need to clarify uh, sorry the fact that they got to a situation in the first place where they were about to appoint a manager um, that they didn't understand, like that they had to be educated through Twitter to to understand why we shouldn't appoint this manager and for them to break so easily if they had all the conviction of talking to him, if that actually even happened, then that's worrying. Like our, our, the, yeah. the, the, the person who runs our football club doesn't, is looking at uh, at people, uh, uh, managers who he'll so quickly turn against and not employ, because Twitter has educated him about that that manager. If that I, I don't, that's the most worrying part of it. Is is mm. if he's if he's trying to get people in and then being swayed by Twitter, then that's scary, because you haven't you haven't. There's no way Daniel Levy hasn't done the due diligence to vet every manager he's talking to who he seriously considers to be the figurehead of our football club going forward and then can be swayed by Twitter. That that if that is the case, we're we're in a, a worrying situation. And I don't believe it is. I don't believe that it was as close as, as people say, but I do uh I, I do I, I genuinely do believe that if it's that it was an option that they wanted to, to discuss and um, and this is and this is basically just put maybe a nail in the coffin before before they've even had a chance to, to properly chat. I don't know, but um, I, 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 you know I've stuck up for Daniel Levy for so long. So have I. You know I'm not I'm not a Levy out person. I've all, and it's only been very recently, even after the Super League stuff, I was still I'm an RN. Same. But I just I just think he's lost his way. I think what, we'll see, and what we'll see, Alex, because um, I agree, I'm, I, I'm completely on board with where you're at. I'm, everything you just said is exactly where I, I, I have been and where I am now. Um, but what I kind of feel might happen, I really hope, fingers crossed, might happen, is that we pull out a few deals and get a manager in and everyone feels good enough going into the new season. And we have a track record of doing that. Um, mm. and, and that's what I'm holding on to because it's been so long since we've had a manager and it feels like complete and utter uh, negligence. You're, you're negligent in your position if you're allowing Tottenham to get into a position going into, well, we're in the transfer window, but obviously the Euros are always difficult. Always, you know, the teams, are, no no one's signing anyone at the moment. So that that isn't down to Tottenham, but... You, if you're getting, if if you're allowing us to get into a situation where we're not prepared going into the season, i.e., not having a manager with the squad, although the squad ain't there because the Euros, or we're not able to identify targets and move on them, um, then you're being negligent. You're 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 in a in a period where you're trying to do anything possible to convince your best player to want to be here <laughs> at least somehow right spurs have managed to make make the biggest the biggest story around our football club not about harry kane the best forward <laughs> in the world unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable um ricky we've got some questions here we're gonna do we're gonna do some questions for the next uh, 20 minutes or so and then um yeah we'll round it up 
I just want to say at the moment, um, we're doing uh, a series of Euro podcasts following England. Obviously, as we record, England are playing Scotland tonight. Lots of Scottish fans in town, uh, pissed up. And uh, which, you know what I don't, don't get um, is where are they all going to watch football? There's nowhere, if you want to watch football in a bar, you've got to book, you've got to have tables booked. And unless they've been really organised, they're all going to be milling around the streets of London getting absolutely pissed on by the weather. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that turns out. Probably if, if um, Scotland lose, uh, mass violence on the streets of London, which, um, you know, it's entertaining, it's newsworthy. Uh, but yeah, we're recording a podcast tomorrow with Majestic, who I, I didn't realise that Majestic's been on the podcast for a while. A couple of, you've been doing three or four episodes. They uh, they recruit, uh, record their own podcast with uh, Gazzari's mate, and they're coming on the podcast tomorrow to talk about the Euros and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like Majestic, Majestic's like fucking like a worldwide star. He's like hanging around with proper famous people. I didn't, I didn't I know, realize it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm like, I'm gonna try become his best friend. So you lot can uh, get in the gutter, and uh, I'm best friends with Majestic. Anyway, um, yeah, we're recording the podcast tomorrow. It'll be out tomorrow, so uh, yeah, look out for that one. Um, Ricky, mm. uh, we've got a question for Blaylo Lines, and he on Twitter, and he says at the current rate, I figure I I, I should be getting a call from the club on June fourth, thirty forty five, when the club are now in Division Four of the Haringey Sub Sunday Pub League. Should I accept the managerial position? How have you um you you found this sort of managerial merry go round that we you know, there seem to be so many options like Poch seemed like at the time I was like, too early. Now I'm like, fuck it, I'll take Poch in a in a just in a minute. We talked about Potter not being correct. Now I'll take Potter. Um, Conte was about to sign serial winner didn't happen um, uh, and now we're talking about Fonseca who had never heard of really before Manchester United played them in the Europa League and Gattuso you know and all the mayhem that's gone, gone around that but how, how have you what, 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 how have you found this managerial merry-go-round uh, I found it quite quite tough really and it maybe it it's kind cried? of a... have you cried no, 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 no tears yet, mate. No tears yet. <laughs> imagine, um, imagine you just on your sofa in your front room. Your girls are around you. Your missus are there. Eastenders on the background. You just break down in tears in your in your front room because of what's happening at Tottenham. I keep well, my my, my old man. He keeps sending me uh, like he sent me a message the other day. Like Rick, fixtures are out tomorrow, and I was like, my first reply is, don't have a manager. Like, like nothing concerns me. Oh, have you seen that uh, geezer from Italy we're linked with? Uh, that that centre back doesn't matter. Not got a manager. Not interested. <laughs> it's just I can't I can't get myself excited about any rumours or links because we haven't got a manager. And the thing is, as well, like I just after the uh, you know after the stadium move, we've got an amazing stadium, right? We've got uh, an amazing training ground. We've got one of, if not the world's best striker, Sonny, loads of other excellent players, right? But we can't get a manager. We've got, we've, we're trying to, it sounds like we're trying to get any and everyone um, and nobody wants to come to Tottenham. And we've got all this great infrastructure, 
in place and players, and we just need a sprinkle here and there, and just to, you know, their coaching methods and backroom staff. And no one wants to make the jump from their club to Tottenham. Or, as well, it's just like, it feels like you know, at, at the beginning, we were we, we were ready to splash some cash and we were ready to, you know, it felt like we were after Rogers, who was in a job and we'd pay X amount or Ten Hag and we'd play X and we'd pay X amount. And then it's like, oh, like Conte is available on a free, like, like, let's let's go after him. So then we're going after him. And then it's like, shit, no, actually, we haven't got that much money and he's asking too much. Right. I bought that. And then it's kind of like, oh, actually, maybe let's let's try and get a manager on a free. Who's who's available at a free? And we're just kind of waiting around <laughs> to see who leaves their job and and who you know putting feelers out and stuff like that. And now I think we're in a position where it's like, actually, do you know what? We we are going to have to spend some money, and we'll get to a point again with a manager that is kind of like we'll think, uh, you know, he's a bit below a bit below our level. But because we can afford him and he's willing to come and he's and he's done okay, we'll go for him. And just at that minute where he's crossing the T, dotting the I's, some other motherfucker will become available and we'll drop them like a bad smell and go after so it's just fucking mental, man. I can't keep up. You know I can't what, keep up. Rick, you know you said something interesting about the new stadium and the training ground, right? Those are tangibles. Those are things that can be planned out. And they can, you know, like, I know that there was complications around building the stadium, but you had to do A to B to get to C, right? Build the toilets, build the stand, build, put the cockerel on top of it. All those things are just logical steps in building the stadium, right? Same with the training ground. You don't, there isn't a uh, untangible anomaly that exists. And the thing that, Daniel Levy seems to be struggling with currently is that employing a manager there are so many intangibles to getting someone like that in uh where you're you know you, there's no guarantee of success and you know he's good at business he's good at black and white he's good at making the right decisions and getting the most out of a transfer what it seems that he may not be good at is gauging chance and and gambling somewhat and and every acquisition is a gamble spending money on Dom and Dombele or La Celso is a gamble you know when Manchester United bought Ronaldo over to Manchester uh, uh, from I think Sport in Lisbon to to Manchester that was a gamble you didn't know that he was he was going to be the person and the footballer that he you know grew to be and it seems like that might be the grey area where Daniel Levy isn't good enough at and perhaps getting a sporting director is the correct thing is just whether or not he's as someone who has failed in that sort of area of acquisition whether the sporting director we've got in is is the right guy not that he's not good enough he's clearly he's got a track record of doing it at the very best clubs in in Europe and and he managed to get Ronaldo to Juventus from from um, Real Madrid but um, yeah, it's just it's just it's these situations where we find ourselves in that uh, a little bit disconcerting. Anyway, Alex, um, Hem says the most important question as a manager is Gattuso any good? My thoughts are that he is rated in Italy and got Napoli to a decent fifth place, one point behind Juventus and Atalanta, and two points behind second place Milan. 
give them a go. He's saying, uh, I spoke to some geezer in, uh, not some geezer, <laughs> someone I know, actually no, not, he's not just some yeah. geezer. Someone I know he, who is uh, a Napoli fan. And um, if he said that, he said that Fonseca and uh, the reputation of Fonseca and Gattuso, uh, that if you had to choose one of the two, it would be Gattuso, which was interesting. But um, if you forget about all the racism and the the you know single sex marriage stuff, would Gattuso have been good enough to manage Spurs? Well, no. I mean, my initial thoughts were were just no because, uh, despite not knowing a huge amounts about you know what he's actually achieved, he's just we know his personality. Everyone knows so everyone knows he's a bit i mean he's a meme already like the, the sometimes maybe shit sometimes maybe good thing mm. has been has been plastered around like every social media thing it's already fair, so it's, we a know com- it's a fair comment though isn't it <laughs> Unless yeah, well, yeah it's true yeah if he was someone else's manager i'd actually quite like him i mean he is me really but um sometimes we're shit sometimes we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i mean and this was my issue with the with the Fonseca thing was just that I was like, are we at? Is this where the level that we're at now? Because I was like Rick at the start, it it sounded like we were willing to pay some money for the right people after Levy's message and you know trying to get back to the DNA. You know, thought, well, if it's the right person, then they will go out and spend the money. But now the 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 vibe very much feels like, well, that's not really the case. So we're going to have to go for someone who is of a level where it's not going to cost us particularly too much money. And that means a project manager, which Gattuso is, is not because he doesn't stay anywhere any for very long. It's why I was, I was okay with Conte because why, why wouldn't you? But also was a bit like, well, you know, where are we three years from now? Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's why, you know, for people like Graham Potter and um, Ten Hag, I suppose, <laughs> even to an, to an extent, but it's going to be someone like that because, it's obviously evident now that they're not willing, you know, if they really wanted Graham Potter, it would have been, there would have been proper noises and they would have gone and got it done by now. If it was a question of just arguing about money, but it's not. So it's obviously not someone that they want. So I just want to go back on something that you just said out. Like when I think it was when you said about uh, Fonseca or um, Gattuso, um, and it's kind of like, first of all, like, what, like, what do I think of them, and would I employ them at Tottenham? And um, my answer for both of them would be no. But now I'm thinking, am I like, am I just, is my mind clouded, rose tinted glasses that Tottenham are bigger than what they are? Like, who, like, you know, I'm saying, oh yeah, Conte definitely is a winner and all that. Am I setting my sights too too high? Like, who I do I so. actually think that is going to leave a top four team in or, or or have won trophies with top top four teams in Italy, mm. Spain, Germany, France, Holland, whatever, and, and come to Tottenham. Like I'm looking round at the moment and I'm just like, who are we gonna get? Like I I, I mean I'm, just to... I'm I'm with you, mate. I mean I I I've said for a little while I don't you know, we're not in the Champions League, haven't been for a couple of years. Um I, I do think we genuinely you know, we have a right to feel that we're that we're a big club because we are, and you see the, the turnover and the money and stuff that, that that backs it up, right? But in terms of everything tangible that actually relates to how professionals within the game think, whether that be players or managers, we're, we're nowhere near that level. 
and, and I genuinely believe it. And this is why I've always said that, you know, particularly when with Pochettino, how much we were overachieving with the with the money that is able to be spent and the uh, all right, the infrastructure to an extent. But you know, Liverpool don't make hardly anything off their off their infrastructure, even even at their peak. Um, so. There, there is a gap. I think there is a gap. And it is difficult for Tottenham more than any other club within the big six because we have kind of naturally made our way into there. Yeah. Um, which was very, which was a big thing for me. You know, that that was what made it extra sweet at the time that we kind of just earned our way into being, you know, top six every year compared to what we were, the, you know, the 10 years previous. Yeah, by having Pochettino and a, a, a young squad that um, bought into his ideas and performed. We, yeah, we can, and I'm okay we... with it. I personally, I'm I'm all right with us going with with a manager at, at that level that that will work off that basis. And if that's what the club said that they wanted to do, which I thought that's what they were saying, that's the 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 message I got from 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 what he said. I was like, okay, I'm all right with that. I can go again. Let's go again. Yeah, but we um, we, we sat. But him, now it's we? just firing off shots all over the shop about whoever yeah. might be there, like Rick says. There's there's a there's an issue with a level of expectation because what got us to where we are now is a combination of the stadium, the training ground, and what Pochettino did on the pitch. But the level of expectation amongst the Spurs fan base, I'd imagine, and I'm guessing here because uh, who knows? You can't gauge the minds of every fan at, at the at the club, but I'd imagine uh, as what happens when you're successful in inverted commas, you know, getting from where we were to where we became a mainstay in um under Pochettino meant that we were you know we were considered and in fact the Spurs fans did consider us to be a part of the elite in in English football but when you get to a situation now is that how do you reach the next point how do you make the like, getting into the top four is difficult but it's not impossible for any football club you've seen for what Leicester have done with good recruitment and uh, a good manager but if we can't you know, if you get to that stage, what's the next part? And the next part is yeah. getting a manager who can actually deliver. But it's not just that. It's the club and Daniel Levy investing. Because the only way, the only way you, you would succeed in football and succeed in from, from a, a position that we're in as, you know, Tottenham Hotspur are a massive, massive football club. Top 10 earning, you know, in terms of uh, value, a club in the world. So that means that we're a massive football club. But we need to get to the next stage, and Daniel Levy needs to start acting like a chairman who wants us to get to the next stage, and he isn't right now. Because if we had the opportunity of getting Conte in, then we should have done it. But yeah, he did also bring in Jose Mourinho for a lot of money, mm. and that was yeah. ambitious. That was that was ambitious. So it's it's a weird situation I, I, we find ourselves in. Yeah, I mean, and I agree. I have massive sympathy, and I always have had a massive sympathy with, with the with the thought process of well, the next step is the is the hardest bit now, yeah. because because you do have to have to spend money, and 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 if they're saying that, you know, that that infrastructure isn't there because the stadium wasn't ready yet, and then obviously with, with COVID, then then I appreciate that, but it all boils down to lack of communication and poor communication. That interview he did was like. I've never quite seen anything like it. It was just basically his mate asking him, go saying, "Well, why does everyone doesn't like you? Because you're really nice, aren't you? You tell them, tell them why they should like you, Dan." <laughs> and, and it was like 
it, honestly, it was just ridiculous. And he's, it's all very well saying every single penny of, of that goes back into the club. Fine, but it, this would all be nowhere near as much of a, of a cesspit fire if the communication was better about what actually what like when when Pochettino yeah, the, went the silence what, at the moment is is so makes things much more difficult and, and also when Pochettino went like you know why okay we understand results right but why what's the next step so we brought Mourinho in because this is what we want to just you know and I understand that he's there has to be some more candidness he's gonna have to because it doesn't work now in, in this day you you have to be able to communicate better to a fan base because when you don't or you don't do it well enough, when stuff like this happens, which, you know, let's say, you know, the Conte thing was maybe he was just going way overboard with, with certain demands or whatever. It could not be, you know, it might not be our fault. But but because there's no context whatsoever, then everyone just goes straight on to onto Levy. And and that might be right as well. But he's this is his whether it's whether it's a communication thing, whether it's a he's not good enough, whether he's gone insane, <laughs> whatever you blame whatever you where you round it up. This is his fault right now. Okay, we've got a question here from uh, Yid's report. He says, I have one question. How do people keep getting blindsided by Levy's PR moves? He is the problem at the club and we keep praising him. For for me, even if he spends £100 million this summer, he should leave. Wasted too much time at the club. What's your reaction to that, Rick? Oh, mate. Um... Do you like want him to you, leave? Do you think he should like, leave? Just, just like you boys said at the, uh, um, like fairly towards the the beginning of the pod, like I have been a, a, a supporter of Levy throughout his for most of his tenure at Tottenham, um, and I can kind of look back and think, oh yeah, he did that because of X, Y, Z, and I understand that I'm no businessman, but yeah, all this lot. Um, and the you know the delivery of the stadium training grounds everything else that's gone before it but at this moment in time where all those kind of operational and infrastructure things have have, have come in um it's been great but i'm just a bit like you were just saying like with the managerial part i just don't know whether um He's just not getting it right over and over again. And I know he's brought in sporting directors for them to do it. But it's just, oh, it's just, I don't know. I I, I think he, I think really, I think he's probably, to, after kind of, after a few years of the stadium and everything, but basically all, like paid up as much as it can be, I think we will all probably see, and even him to say, his time here has has come to an end. I think it's come to an end now, but it's going to take him a few years to realise it. I think uh, he's done as much as he possibly can to take the club forward. Uh, yeah, maybe. But as I've said over and over again on this podcast, that he will leave when he wants to leave. Is he? Yeah, it's a moot point. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a moot point. Can he's I not just, just take take a moment to welcome Bardi to the podcast? Yeah, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, no, I just I sent an invite to Bardi. If do you want to come oh. on the pod? And uh, he said, "Well, he didn't say anything. He just clicks on a link, and uh, and here he is, Buddy Odin. Buddy, you've muted yourself, mate. <laughs> Buddy, you've muted yourself. This is. Uh, like, 
I thought he does podcasts. Yeah, isn't he like head know, of yeah, cons? But, yeah, what is, is it? What are the extra inches? What? What? <laughs> like, they can get something trending and they can't <laughs> unmute themselves in a fucking Discord server. <laughs> there he is. So uh, I apologise for that. Something happened to oh, my laptop. Oh, so uh, what would you? It's on fire because of all the uh, uh, the hashtag Gattuso out. Um, t- tell us, buddy. Um, the influencing we've been doing. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, there is a delay, weird delay. Can you, uh, Barry, jump out and jump back in, if possible? Um, yes, yeah, no you're sabotaging us now. I know. Uh, yeah, jump, jump, jump out and jump back in. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a very strange situation we find ourselves in. And uh, one of the questions that have come in uh, from Aubrey, he says. Um, well, he asked a question about do we need to take a moment, a step back, and start giving the ITK stuff, you know, some bollocks. And you know, there's an there's there's an issue of ITK on the internet where you just think you should take everything you read with a pinch of salt. But the news outlets uh, are, the, are the biggest issue here because they're not reporting on fact. They're not reporting and and, and breaking news based on. Any, any, it seems any kind of um, with any validity, they're just putting out stories because it generates audience and rev- and and ad revenue and whatnot. So you know, and 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 the, especially kind of Romano, Fabrizio yeah. Romano, who's who's flitting about like I, I think uh, Bardi, you said on Twitter that he was um, he's a tapping merchant. Is that correct? He's uh, he's not got his headphones on. I don't know what he's bloody doing. Fuck it, um, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just go back to that point. Like what I said earlier about um, like leaking leaking things to Romano, and uh, and then he puts a tweet out saying advancing talks and this that and the other to get a kind of feel for what's going on. And there are loads. Of, you know, there are even uh, like influencers in this industry. Uh, that are kind of uh, micro, medium, heavyweight, and they all get given bits of information, and then other people kind of retweet it and see what's happening. And you don't know, you really don't know what these talks are about and stuff. Yeah, they may have met. They may have met for a catch-up coffee. They may have met for this, that, and the other. Like, if I sort out someone in my industry who works at my, uh, my level in my job, and I say... Oh, I'm having I'm having trouble doing this. How do you do that, right? And because I've had this conversation, or I've met them for a coffee or whatever, just to see how they do things, and we're bouncing ideas off each other, or whatever, then it's reporting that oh, I'm trying to join that company or something like that. It's just like it's just such easy clickbait um, and such kind of like smoke and mirrors that I, I should really I, I try, but I should rein in a bit more in my thoughts about oh it's hard though isn't it that person yeah it's it's really hard because it's something that you care so much about and it's so much more uh sensitive at the moment because we don't have a manager um and we personally with Tottenham kind of running around trying to get a manager and your rival fans are laughing at you and then all these meme accounts and, and all that lot are taking the piss and obviously you don't want to be on the end of that and you don't want your club to be on the end of that. So you kind of like, 
I don't know. You 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 lose composure and you kind of you're not logical when you're thinking. So you just go out and you start a rant on Twitter or whatever or in your WhatsApp group. You start you start going mad. Like yesterday, I think when this news broke, um, I uh, it, it, it I said um, if there was an option for me to take my season ticket money back and be refunded about these uh, and Gattuso becoming our manager. I, I would take it right now. Really? Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And T was like, "Some Ricky's really upset here because he's saying that. And, uh, but like, you know, I've woken up this <laughs> yeah, morning. That, 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 that's that's quite a, like a big thing to say because like... It is, know, but really in reality, like if I would have <laughs> waited a couple of hours, uh, would I have thought that and said that again? Probably not. But yeah. in the heat of the moment... Like the many times over the years, um, like I've been outside with in pubs, we've been having a cigarette, and I'm saying to you, "Oh, fucking not going Spurs again! Fuck those bastards!" And uh, this manager that, in the heat of the moment, like, and especially when everything was in full churn yesterday, um, you do you do think these things and stuff, and it, you do take it to heart, and I certainly do, and I've really. I kind of, um, uh, I don't go on Twitter and I don't express, like when I'm feeling really um, angry don't, or don't upset even come or everything, I, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't tweet it like years ago I used to, but not anymore because I just don't want fucking, you just don't want your rivals to see that you're hurting and stuff like that. You just like, <laughs> fuck that. I yeah. fucking don't give anyone, don't give anyone anything. Fuck them. No, no, no not at all. And that's that's just one one of the most embarrassing things about this is that we are a laughing stock at the moment. It, it was, is ridiculous. Barty, are you there, mate? Hello. I do apologise for that. that was some bad form. I thought everything was good, and I crept in and just put a spanner in your works. I do apologise for that. So how did the um, hashtag no to the Catuso come about? <laughs> that was. Um, it was all my idea. No, it was all. It was all. It was all windy. Windy got really kind of motivated, and him and Nathan really went to work with it, and they they they, they did good. And I think um, I think anything that unites the Spurs fan base is good. And it's been a while since we've all been as one. And it, even if it was kind of chasing after a former hero of mine, it was it was fine. It was it was all good. Good for um, the cause. As an as an Italian man who sounds mm. distinctly English. Um, <laughs> it is uh, it, in terms of his abilities as a manager, should should he be anywhere near our position, or or is it like forget the the racism and all the shit that mm-hmm. he's done done in the past? Would he be anywhere near good enough for us? No, no, he should never have been in the equation in the first place. He hasn't done anything of note in his managerial career that makes you even think he's uh, he's worth going to Tottenham. It's not even like. Pochettino, who hadn't done anything either when we signed him, but at least he had a, a clear vision and we had an understanding of how he plays. Gattuso plays 4-3-3 and it's the, the least exciting 4-3-3, the least dynamic 4-3-3 you've ever seen in your life. There's not one kind of, um, not one part to it which you think, oh, that's that's quite interesting. I can see what that could happen with good players because he has great players at Napoli. But um, yeah, he, he he messed up. He continues to mess up in his managerial careers. It's it's odd. And how about it, how about Fonseca then? At least Fonseca, you could point towards a a philosophy, and he's won things in the past. Perhaps not the greatest things to win, but he had done something. And his Roma team, although not being 
brilliant didn't set the world on fire they they had a nice style to them and you could see that working at Tottenham but yeah Gattuso is bizarre well, yeah, that, it, did, it did feel bizarre. And I think, like we mentioned at the top of the podcast, is that part of this campaign that the Extra Inch launched was sort of piggybacked by people who didn't want Gattuso at the football club. Uh, you know, hmm. we, we, I, I, I don't know, you know, I have no idea what he'd done in, in, in Italy. And the, the people I've spoke to in Italy say that they rate Gattuso above Fonseca, but the, the fact remains that we didn't want either of them. But you know, it's it's a it's a weird, weird situation we find ourselves in. Um, what what do you make of um, the director of football's appointment? Like, are we being linked to Italian managers that are really not going to get an opportunity at Spurs at all? But just because the the press think that Spurs are going to be linked with any manager from Italy that's available, that that would come yeah. to pass. What 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 do you make of his appointment? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it was just the, the kind of the perfect storm that the Fonseca deal fell through. Um, earlier in the day, Gattuso had quit Fiorentina after like 22 days. And here's an Italian manager who's free, who uh, Paratici has been like kind of expressed an interest in before. And it kind of just fell into a place to make a perfect bit of a um, clickbait storm. I was pretty confident it was never going to happen. I mean, I have I have no sources or ITK. I just make shit up and just see what happens. Uh, <laughs> you, you do have a track record in, in, in WhatsApp of, of just throwing things out there going, ITK. Some, sometimes it, sometimes it, I get it right. Sometimes what I do is just I get a message off Wendy who knows somebody who knows somebody, and then I'll just... <laughs> phrase it as my own ITK. <laughs> the most infuriating man on this planet, you really are. I, uh, I remember when, when we met up uh, before Christmas, T asked me about my sources and I, and I literally just said, Som- you know in the morning Google pushes you some news you might be interested in and once sometimes it pushes me something from an Irish website, I said that's my ITK and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but, uh, it was, that's all it was. I had no, I had, I Spurs would, were never going to appoint Gattuso. He's just not the he's just not the right manager, the right profile, anything. It's just I didn't think it was going to happen. All right, right now, who is the who is that guy, Alex? You answer first, then Barry. I want to hear from you as well. Mm. Um, Alex, who, who's the manager we need to em- employ or, or appoint? One that we can get. <laughs> yeah, is it is it is it Graham Potter now? It, for me, yeah, for me, it ha- is and has been and has, has been that for sh- one. Has that ship sailed? Probably. They're not going to want to lose White, Lamptey and Potter in the same summer, are they? They've got to put their foot down at some point. I'll tell you what, if if we could get Potter, Lamptey and White, would you? Would that be successful? I'd... I'd um, yeah, if we got all three of those, I would... Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd change my Twitter name to Levy in. <laughs> and this is the thing, is that there's, there's lots of news sources that are saying... Aurier's going to, uh, you know, agree to go back to PSG. That hasn't happened, you know. And and uh, Lamptey, you know, coming to Spurs, you know, there's there's been a few messages and a few tweets from reputable people saying that that is likely to happen. It's just not happened. So we just don't. Uh, I, I think I always go back to the point where, or my position is that we don't know anything. Like when Gattuso news came out yesterday, it felt weird and odd. But we don't know anything. And the reality, if you believe um, uh, Fabrizio Romano, I I know, um, Bardi, you have some issues with. But um, if you believe him, then it, it was it was never going to happen. 
You well, called this, him. This is you, the thing. I know we talked about the whole, whole ITK thing, but it, it's it's down to you. So, like what Rick was saying about going, you know, what he said in the WhatsApp group yesterday. That's fine. You say we say horrific things in the WhatsApp group. That's that's <laughs> part of the fun. That's why you know I react how I react sometimes to things in the in the group because you're doing it with your mates and most of the time they know whether you're, you're serious or not or they uh, we knew that rick would wouldn't feel like that in the morning <laughs> you know so so that's fine but if you want to read this stuff and take and take it at face value and, and then react to it on twitter that's that can be fun as well but as long as you realize if you let it affect your actually affect your mood <laughs> it does affect then, my mood well, this, but like I said, well, then just don't. I don't see why people moan about it. people like Fabrizio Romano just doing doing their thing, man. It's up to you whether you get wound up about it or not. True, true. It's how you receive news is the how you define yourself as a person. I think in the modern era, it's all right when you receive news, but how about when everyone else receives that news? You can't control <laughs> that. Though. It's just like you can't tell like fucking eight thousand people to calm down. That. Yeah, everyone's tweeting and it's just fucking mad. But I can take that face value and I think, right, do you know what? I'm gonna put my phone away. Fabrizio now fucking ain't believing that. I'm gonna go and play Uno with my daughters. Fuck this shit. Still there though, um, isn't it? But then I know everyone else is online, everyone else is fucking chatting breeze on Twitter and that. And then uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. It is I difficult. find that quite get... funny though. I quite like the being able so... to walk away and just be like, Yeah, it's all kicking off there. That's funny. Because like, again, love if there's it. something really bad happening, but you know it's actually going to happen, then you might be like, "Oh God!" But if you do look at it and go, like you know, like with Bardi yesterday, it was like, "Yeah, it's probably never going to happen." Then you can just, it's, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's but not again, like we just lost to Arsenal or we lost the semi-final. It's we've been linked to a manager. I thought, I thought Twitter was great yesterday. I thought it was like yeah. one of the, the highlights of the year. Just where everybody just got this opinion, but everyone pretty much we're all, we're all in the same place, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It is fantastic, but the next move needs to be really like a really sort of you know decisive one, mm. and we, we need to get the oh, fuck. You say we need to get the manager. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> I, this is the weirdest position I've ever been in as a Spurs fan. I, like, I've never like since Daniel Levy's been in charge. I've never known, not known where we're heading, like. You know, you bring in someone like Jose Mourinho, who it didn't work out, but you understood why he did it. It made sense. It made complete sense that like we we were getting in a manager who wins, who who gets teams over the line. Porto, all of them, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, every single team he managed, he got them over the line, and it made complete sense to me that we would bring him in. Um, but right now, I just feel like. I don't know what the fuck's going on, and it, and if do you know what deep down, if we had in, employed Gattuso or Fonseca, and maybe less so for, with Fonseca because I know less about him, but if we had got Gattuso in, you're just thinking, what is going on? And 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 I think maybe the you know one of the the more worrying things is that if this is about money, if we if we couldn't get Conte in because we couldn't buy the players that he wanted, or we won't, wouldn't give him the wage, or wouldn't pay his back staff back back um you know his, his staff the money that they were worth in Conte's eyes that you know they, he wouldn't sign for Spurs if it is about money then this problem is never going to go away this is what Spurs are until Daniel Levy leaves and that's probably where a lot of people are on Twitter when they talk about you know hashtag Levy out Enoch out 
the reality is they're not going anywhere. They're not going to leave until it becomes financially viable. And what we're asking for, given the fact that Spurs are the size that they are and, the, you know, that we're a fucking huge football club financially, it means I that think you... we should... Sorry, go on. No, mate. Oh. I, I think uh, Spurs should show some um, innovation and uh, be, you know, we were a club, we are the first British club... Uh, to win a European trophy, uh, first non-league club to win the FA Cup. Why don't we be the first club to appoint a manager through World Cup of Managers being led from <laughs> our Twitter account, like the Tottenham <laughs> Twitter account? And we've just got 32 managers in there and we all vote next Saturday and we just fucking go for it. It'd it <laughs> be decided by the fans. Well, that's, that's, that's a good this point. theory as well. Like, you remember when Angus Deaton got sacked from um, Have I Got News For You? That awful program. He got sacked. Then they just have the, the kind of presenter on rotation. We could just do that on rotation. Or we just be the first club ever managed by AI. Just pick a robot that all it does is look at the data, look how people are performing, how happy you are, how healthy you are, and just chuck in 11 players. And then if it doesn't work, you just reset it. No contracts. You just keep resetting it until you find the system that works. Alex. Yeah. Alex, um, if if we give Harry Kane the job, if it meant him stay for the next three years, would you give it him? I don't want him now. Fucking snake. Get rid of him. Um, well, you don't him know... well, hold on a minute. You don't even know what he... You have no idea what he said. He's just... Yeah, I, I know. I know. Should, uh, we you... all know. Get. I, honestly, I, I, I'm over it now. He can go. Not fast. Yeah, but he might not have said anything. He might have just been just getting on with it. He might not have said a single word to the club and just the press have built up this narrative. No good around. anyway. Dumfries, Dumfries has more goals than him at the Euros. A defender has more goals than Harry Kane. <laughs> I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored stock of drops. On, yeah, I'm bored of being on the opposite side of Bardi now. So whatever, we, we just agree <laughs> on stuff now. So we both, I'm supporting Italy this Euros, and I don't, I, I, I want Kane out of my club. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, more of that that opinion. If you want it, you can go and get it at the extra inch. Um, <laughs> the, uh, this has been the Fighting Got Podcast. Bardi, thank you for jumping on at the end there. Uh, Ricky. No Alex, love you both. I, I love you as well, buddy. Just for the record, you might. I love you too, Fluff. But now you, you might have dropped ship. Jeremy, you might have gone. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize I was jumping. I, was, I just I just went there and then I was yeah. back and the trunk had gone. Yeah. There's the yeah, flying cock had left in the harbor. Be, I was like, okay. Buddy's body, just popped to the shop and we've moved. Yeah. I didn't even know I was left like, until I found out there's secret WhatsApp groups around me. I was just like, oh, no. What's going on? Could have just sent me a letter or something, said, Bardi, thank you for all your hard work these years, but we don't need you anymore. I, I, I think on record I said, Bardi, can you continue to write through our website? And then I was met with, with a rebuttal. So I'm not sure what, what the Ooh. truth is. And this is, this is um, you know, this is the fact that, you know, the truth is a grey area. There is no truth. Yeah. There's no lies. See you in court. It's just Barty's a snake.
Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.